Welcome back, everyone. Um, just starting off today's episode, I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, we are going to start off talking about something a little heavy, but it's also extremely important to be heard and to be shared with everyone. Um, I just thought I'd give that as a trigger warning for anyone who might be sensitive to, I guess, sensitive topics, mm-hmm, I should mm-hmm. say. So if you are, I'm going to give you about a second to go ahead and fast forward into where the rest of the show starts because it will not be discussed after the beginning. Yeah. So that said, I think it's really important that we take a moment to kind of think about, uh, we talk a lot on the show about community, a lot about respect, um, about supporting one another and the people that partic- uh, participate in, um, you know, everything that makes the EDM uh, scene as special and wonderful as it is. And that said, I think that it's really important to talk about some of the people that we've, you know, lost along the way, um, you know, mental health and, and, um, people really struggle with a lot of difficult things. Being an adult is hard. Participating in the world as a human being, being human is tough. Um, and so life's hard. Yeah. You get stuck in a rut and things seem repetitive and it feels hard to break out of it sometimes. Yeah. Especially when we're seeing a bunch of uh, portrayals of the perfect lifestyle, especially if you're plugged into social media, um, people will see kind of a bunch of, you know, perfect um, examples of what life, you know, imagine, imagine correctly, you know, should be, should look like. And that's, um, something that's really difficult to keep up with when, especially when you're comparing, uh, you know, your life with somebody else's life as seen on Facebook or whatever social media. A very wise person once told me to do not ever compare your backstage to their front stage because no one's going to share everything that they're going through. You know everything that you're going through because that's you. Mm-hmm. But also everyone can post hearts and stars and smiley faces everywhere, but it might not that might not be their story. Mm-hmm. And how many times have we had artists on the show that basically um, you know, tell us about how music has gotten through hard times, like help them get through hard times. Well, everyone um, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So music is one of those things, it's a medium that can reach into your soul and really um, help you process your emotions and feelings. And so I think that's one thing that's really unique about the EDM community is that everyone can kind of bond together, um, over how they feel about music and and how it touches their soul. Uh, that said, I think it's really important that we point out that, um, sometimes, you know, we do have people in our community that struggle with things and don't reach out. Um, it's really important whenever you're feeling with, you know, depression or anxiety or suicidal thoughts that you reach out to someone who can, um, help you. Uh, and there's so many different, um, opportunities for, you know, places that you can call or friends that you can reach out to, um, never feel like you're in a place where you can't speak with someone. Mm -hmm. And if you are ever worried about a friend too, there are resources that you can use to help reach out to that friend. If you want to have somebody go check in on her calling or them, like the calling the police or anything, they can go check in on them. You can, there's a lot of hotline numbers that you can call and that'll guide you what to do in order to help out your friend mm-hmm. or family or whoever's in need. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just an acquaintance to like go out there, help them. I mean, we're not alone in this. We're all together and I don't ever want you to feel alone. And if you ever do, you can even reach out to me. You can reach out to FestaCast. I mean, we're here. We also There's also hotline numbers, which is um, there's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. It's at 1-800-273-8255. Or they even have an online chat, which I thought would be mm-hmm. if it's hard for you to talk. On talk the phone. Then yeah. you have an online option, too, which I know sometimes I really hate talking on the phone. So that makes it um, a lot easier. Um, there's also a community called Okay to Say. It's a community-driven movement to stop the stigma of mental illness. It's it's something that's hard to deal with. It's hard to fight an invisible monster. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine putting on a blindfold and beating up someone. That's really hard. Mm-hmm. You might need some guidance, and that's completely okay. Um, there's also, if you're a Denton local, there's Stop the Stigma that has pretty frequent meetings and stuff too that you can go and have a physical support group for you too. Meet with others who have been in the same place as you. Mm -hmm. Because like I said before, you're not alone. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of people who can help you hold like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. So if you're, you know, having thoughts, definitely reach out to the community. We're here to help you. Um, And that said, I think we want to dedicate this show to somebody very special to Noe. 
And um, this episode is dedicated to one of my really good friends since high school. Um, sorry. Jeffrey Scott Glasgow, you were <laughs> my first friend in high school and we're going to miss you, man. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> so definitely reach out. Um, we don't want to lose anybody. This is a tight knit community and we care. So that said. Welcome back to FestaCast. This is Dana, and I'm here with Noe and Reckless Ryan, our, our special guest host, and then also um, our guest for this episode, uh, Mr. Thomas Black. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me on for your uh, exciting season finale. Uh, I'm sure it's been fun for you guys. Oh, man. We've had so much fun. Wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Ryan that tacked on to the last bit of it. We can't shake him off. Yeah, yeah. it just won't go away. I'm like a leech. I'm just <laughs> leeching off of Fessy Cast right now. Yeah. <laughs> he, he likes to hang out with us because we're so much fun. Mm-hmm. We have way too much fun. I'm excited that you are here today because you are a headliner for our launch party. So what a sweet way to end the season. Yeah, it was a great party. It was a really, really fun show. I, I think it was my first show in Denton. Um, but I wanted to liven the mood up a, a little bit and kind of bring it on in Thomas Black fashion. So I brought us uh, some beers to crack open and share together while we uh, go on this journey. So. I love beers. Oh, yeah. You already know Reckless <laughs> is about this one. I <laughs> can't, but y'all okay. can invite. Okay. All right, we all can. Right. This is a good cheersing. Thank you, sir. To the last episode. <laughs> Absolutely. This time, I will not spill my drink. <laughs> yeah. oh, let's know. place the bets. Night, the night is young. <laughs> yeah, the night is young. It's uh, only uh, 8 p.m. Cheers. 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 Yeah. Are we going to headbang around? <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's it's uh, cool. funny that you bring that up. Um, I think before the show we were talking about you know, you know what you know how this beer uh, symbolism kind of came up. I guess people now know that I'm a pretty big beer enthusiast. Uh, I'm always gonna be drinking beers uh, during my sets. Uh, and I think I, I mentioned uh, one of my last Dallas shows. I got tweeted at you know during one of my sets. You know, a bunch of people just going hard headbanging. And I watched it once. I think I retweeted, and I was like, okay, cool. That's that's really cool. I'm glad you guys had fun. But then I I went back. And I watched it again after it got retweeted another time, and I actually realized what was happening. They were they were circled around a beer bottle, and they were all headbanging to it in a circle, praising uh, <laughs> Thomas, who they considered the beer god. So, so that, was, that was that was funny. Uh, I didn't notice that time, but it was cool to circle back and see that. Is your next EP going to be called the Beer God? Mm, probably not, <laughs> but, but, but it wouldn't be a bad title. I think it's a good one. We'll At see, least we'll have see, a we'll song. See. We'll see. You no, know? definitely we'll do one song kind of beer themed as God. I don't know. Maybe it'll be called uh, Hops or something. I don't know. Oh, there you go. I like it. I say start a whole nother genre of electronic dance music. Like, um, I don't know. We have Malt a trap. We have electric. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Malt step. Oh I like that. So we oh have a gosh. trap God and we could also have a beer God though. Yeah. It all. Okay. Well, hey. That might stick even longer. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so I want to ask you a little bit. Um, let's, I guess, start off sweet. So what kind of music would you say that you make? Uh, so right now, and this is the thing. So the reason I, I wanted to preview a track, but, you know, I'm really critical of the things that I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they're just never good enough for me. And I, and I struggle to find um, my own sound. I don't want to, as a new DJ, upcoming DJ, and then soon-to-be producer, um, I don't want my my music to sound like everything else you've heard or something else you've heard. And that's what you know I'm running into right now. I'm running into a sound that's not too unique. It's not unique enough for me or for my liking. So I'm really just trying to hone in on what it is I want to do. But I definitely have um, influences of dubstep. Um, a lot of Moombatone. Moombatone was one of my favorite things to DJ before I became like a more of a dubstep-oriented DJ. And of course, Trap. I think Trap is always going to be something... That kind of molds all of the different genres of music together. So, okay, now that we're talking about music, there's a lot of hate on rhythm. How does rhythm make you feel? Uh, I, so I play a lot of rhythm. I don't know if the <laughs> rhythm uh, rhythm hate is necessarily on the music itself, but more so uh, the fan base. The fan bases seem to be a little bit... Um, 
arrogant, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, just because, you know, they feel like, oh, you know, this is the real rhythm. So you have that crowd who are, you know, just the OG rhythm listeners. And then there's the people who kind of like the new rhythm. So uh-huh. they kind of fight amongst each each other in the same community. And then they're all the rhythm communities against yeah. every other genre, yeah. it seems like. Uh, so it, it, I don't know. It's weird. There's a good portion, too, who are still really confused as to what the hell is rhythm. How would you describe rhythm? I would say, and I use this word lightly, I would say rhythm is more of a simplified dubstep. I would consider the dubstep that you listen to that something kind of like Skrillex, which people grow grew up knowing who Skrillex was, you know, that he kind of made dubstep more mainstream. I would consider what Skrillex makes complexro. Rather than just dubstep, if we're gonna, you know, mince and make genres, uh, rhythm is more uh, of a toned down, uh, again, I don't like to use this term, simplified version. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's just, uh, it's, it's more groovy. That's what I like about it. I mean, I think the term rhythm derives from the word rhythm uh, with a kind of a Jamaican accent. So I feel me, whenever I dance to rhythm, it's more of a kind of a groovy feel than more of like a just going crazy, you know, mosh pit kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Do you that's think- interesting. I feel like that's a really good way to explain mm-hmm. it because I, I, I get that. I'm understanding that. Yeah, there's like a there's a sub bass that's kind of alternating that kind of keeps you uh, on a, on a rhythmic beat. So you can like always groove to rhythm. Uh, you can headbang to rhythm, but you can definitely groove to it. Uh, I think more so than any other uh, kind of subgenre of dubstep. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, well, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what inspires you the most about the EDM movement? Um, <clears throat> so. When I was in about sixth grade, um, my dad uh, gave me a CD. I guess some of them, his job made it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I think Thomas might like this. And it, it just simply, it was a burnt CD. And it simply said Dark Trance on it. And I was like, what the heck is that? I mean, at this point, <laughs> at this point in time, I was just kind of listening, you know, to, you know, rock music, being a little skater emo boy. You know, that was the kind of kid I was at that time. But I got the CD, I plugged it into my, uh, you know, like beige colored PC. And uh, I listened to this and I'm just like, whoa, this is weird. This is really, really weird. And I remember we had our first like six grade dance and I was the kid that you know went to that dance with the glow sticks mm-hmm. uh, so I knew that there was something there there was a connection for me with just the music in particular and I knew this is something that that was gonna grow to be really really big I don't know even my sixth grade mind just knew that this electronic computer made robot music was gonna be uh, the music of the future mm-hmm. uh, and I think that it's come to be that so far uh, so you know with that music you meet the people who also like that music and generally, they're just more fun-loving, uh, tolerant people, accepting other people of different, you know, beliefs and backgrounds. Uh, and and I think that's what really just, uh, you know, connects with me from a cultural standpoint. Yeah, yeah. So how long have you been in the game? Okay, so professionally, as Thomas Black, I'm only in about a year. Okay. But uh, I've been DJing uh, since college and since before college. I went to Texas State, mm-hmm. and I was DJing. That's oh, a party school. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was DJing. I was DJing a lot of um, a lot of trap music because it was a it was an EDM genre that could also. Um, you know, kind of resonate with people who just like the normal top 40 stuff. It's it's kind of an EDM hip-hop blend, so I was playing a lot, a lot of trap music, uh, and that was for three three years ago or something, something yeah. around that age, but as Thomas Black being more of the, the image that I, I portray myself as now, uh, and I guess who I've really, you know, evolved to be um, about a year. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you, but you've been involved a lot longer. <laughs> so, I noticed that Thomas Black has a nice little logo. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with that idea? Is it something that you designed? Yeah, I did design it. Um, I would say there's no, not a huge philosophy behind it. Um, it is, it just looks really cool to me. <laughs> it, it, it looks good on clothes, which I want to, you know, get out to supporters uh, when when the time comes. Uh, I have released and put out some clothes, but nothing, uh, nothing, uh, you know, too drastic. I really also wanted to be and have always inspired to, aspired to be a, a clothing designer. So there are a few garments that I have worn 
um, in the past uh, to my shows and stuff that have been designed by me. And, you know, they're actually really high quality clothing. I want to be able to produce that on a mass scale and get that out to people rather than just like, you know, screen printed shirts because I've done that and it was boring. I want to actually be able to use clothing to be another art form for me to kind of express myself. Uh, and so that's what we're working with. Right? I liked I like what that. you had on at uh, our launch party. I can't yeah, it's, your it's, outfit it's, today. It's, so. uh, it's kind of like, <laughs> I'm standing up guys. It's kind of like a scoop tee like this uh-huh. uh, and the logos right here in the center of the yes. dress and then Thomas a- Black is on the bottom. That's going to be the first garment that comes out for everyone. I uh, did like that. There's a there's Sign a there's a sample um, a sample batch of bombers that's coming out uh, for just a close knit group of friends um, within the next couple of months, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm that's excited. super neat. I, I really liked it. I was like, oh, um, I don't know if I could pull yeah. it off, but I think it's more fashionable on men. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> that will kind of um, translate from your music to clothing and stuff? Because I know a lot of artists do that. Um. What's I don't the know. Trick? I don't know. I I've tried to create a, a marketing presence where I can kind of just push you know different art forms. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the the biggest problem. And I kind of go into why you know I said I wasn't ready to you know show many of my my original music right now. Um, I got to a point where I wanted to create a marketing plan and you know how I was going to make this work if I was going to make it work. Mm-hmm. And and that first year being the first year that I'm ending on now was going to be just to focus primarily on building a fan base as a DJ because that's more difficult than, I would say, building a fan base as a producer. Uh, you know, it's an uphill battle. Uh, but I think that I've gotten to a really good point now. I wanted to create um, a fan base to where when I actually did release the music, I had people listening. Mm-hmm. I think so far often and so too far often, people are releasing this great, great music. You know, just these bedroom producers are producing awesome tracks. But whenever they release them, there's no one hearing them because they have no one, you know, they've created no fan base for them to hear them. So I want to be able to, you know, get over that obstacle and take it on on the onset. So that's where I am right now. Yeah, we kind of like to play a role in that, too. Mm -hmm. Our our main thing is to... um our main goal at Festicast is to basically promote all of our local artists. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really cool that uh, maybe we can all work together to really get people aware of uh, some of the local talent that's yep. available out there as well. So that's pretty cool. So you're trying to release on a label or you're trying to put it out by yourself? No, I think definitely uh, immediately would be something more independent. I don't want to get into, uh, you know, the, the politics of, of the music industry, which I'm sure, you know, you've seen them, oh, yeah. I've seen them, and I'm, I'm just a year into the game mm. seeing, you know, the, the music industry politics. And I, I just trying, and I just kind of want to stay away from that as long as I can. Yeah, no, I feel that completely. So, you know, of EDM in general, have you started any other EDM-related groups? Because I think I briefly talked to you about it at my show that you... Yeah, in 2015, me and a, a group of friends uh, started Texas Rave Chasers. Texas Rave Chasers is just a big community of EDM-loving people around Texas. We use our platform uh, to mo- promote, you know, shows and EDM-related uh, things, you know, whatever it may be, uh, whether it be artists, you know, whether it be other collectives, whether it be movements. Uh, we kind of use it... Uh, in that manner, it started um, in a really cool way. I was, you know, just becoming, you know, more of an EDM-oriented DJ because I kind of found, uh, you know, my EDM friends. I would say people that were, you know, could actually critique me uh, whenever I, you know, mixed or made mixes. Uh, you know, people that I actually trust to critique me. So I, uh, I found a close group knit of friends and. Uh, I just made a group chat uh, with the app GroupMe. This is not a plug. With the app GroupMe. <laughs> uh, I, I made a group chat and I reached out to all the friends I had. And, you know, these friends were from different uh, areas of Texas. You know, some being from Houston, some being from Austin, San Antonio, Dallas. And there was always, at that time in 2015, in 2014, 2015, there was a lot of, like, beef between the cities, the EDM cities. There was just a lot of beef. Everyone was against each other. And I, don't, I had no idea why. So I was just like, okay, you live in Houston, you live in San Antonio, you live in Dallas. Dallas, you live in Austin, you guys all get the coolest friends you have, and you add them to this group chat. We ended up amassing something like 150 people into that group chat, and the the title of the group chat was like uh, July 4th uh, uh, Texas Rager, and um, we invited all of those people to my house in San Marcos after a Kezo show, uh, and had this weekend-long massive EDM party uh, and that's just how Texas Rave Chasers started uh, and then from there we've gotten more in a you know professional we've you know had different sponsors you know we've worked with a lot of big EDM um, throw show, show throwers here in Texas uh, and and far beyond uh, but that that's that's what we're working with now and it's it's always fun 
uh, it's really cool to have that platform to you know help other people get out there or promote you know companies like yours or other up and coming companies. It's it's mm-hmm. it's great platform. Yeah, I started following it before I realized that it was yours, and then I talked to you about it at my show, and I was like, oh. Yeah, it's that's not, yours. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not just mine. There's a there's a few other people that are, are admins as of now. But yeah, two years ago it, it all came together, and you know I think it helped bring Texas together because, like I said, there was a lot of I don't know why there was so much beef between the cities and in the EDM communities, and I, I couldn't see why. Uh, so we try to get you know nip that in the bud. I think that's a carryover from other styles of music too. Like there was like Houston versus like Dallas kind of. Yeah, I think that uh, always going that's always going to be a, well. a beef no, no matter what. Mm-hmm. But at least we could uh, come together in some way. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. That's cool promoting that unity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what advice would you give somebody who's just now starting out making music? Uh, cliche to say is keep going, don't give up. Yeah. Um, Create, uh, expand your network. You got to go out and meet people. Um, you know, whether it be going out to local shows, you know, just, you know, just talking to people. Say, who, hey, who are you? You know, what do you do? Oh, this is who I am. Hey, by the way, you should check out my song. You know, it might be kind of annoying, but if you don't do it, nothing's going to come of it. You know, it might be annoying for you to, you know, constantly ask people, but if you don't, um, nothing's going to happen to it. I would say, don't be one of those people, though, that uses, uh, the Twitter DM bot because I will unfollow you immediately and not listen to your track. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Yeah, I've gotten a few of those. So, is that something that you've had to learn yourself? Like wanting to put your music out there, you've had to like reach out to people. It, again, it, it was really easy for me because I had such a, a you know a close you know knit group of friends that were really supportive of what I was doing and uh, you know also critical you know in a good way of what I was doing. So you know. It, it just kind of uh, bloomed naturally from having, you know, a network of just friends, you know, that liked the same kind of music. They could tell me hey, that didn't sound good, that sounded good. You know, whenever I knew, you know, my friends were listening to this music and letting other people listen to it because it was actually really enjoyable. Uh, that was really, I guess, the best, you know, was the best thing for me ever, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's just natural, organic spread of my music. <clears throat> That's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. So you played at Grime Fest this year. Is that your uh, first year playing for Grime Fest? Uh, Grime Fest started. Um, it's 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 run by now Dallas Ragers and Nocturnal Waves. Um, Texas Rave Chasers helped with uh, some of the promo of it. Uh, I played the first show, which was a year ago. Yeah. And so that was a, that was a that was a kind of a big kickoff thing. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that was my first Grand Fest, but that was the first Grand Fest. Yeah, so you've played question. consecutively, like, uh, I, I've played multiple ones. I haven't played all of them. Okay. That's... So what would you say is your biggest show you've played? Because I know you and me have played uh, the Midnight Tea Show together. You and me have done oh, a bunch yeah, of that was... things together now. Yeah, uh, funny. We can go into some stories about that show. That show, uh, thus far, it wasn't my biggest show, but that was a crazy show. That was a wild, wild, wild show. Uh, there was people jumping all over the stages. Mm-hmm. You know, my mixing was just on point. And funny enough, uh, that was the first time I have ever used CDJs. Really? And I just absolutely it was probably one of my better mixing sets ever. Uh, I think I think like six hours before the show, <laughs> I I YouTube how do you how do you use CDJs? <laughs> and, and I understand you know mixing enough to you know say I just need to know what the buttons are. But it was my first time touching CDJs and, and it worked out really well. It was probably one of the crazier shows that I played and yeah. and, and 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 it was a good time. And, you know some of the videos uh, from that show went really viral. So mm-hmm. it was that helped me a lot. That that was great. Yeah, that show was crazy. That crowd was probably one of, if not the best crowd I've yeah, played to. It was wild. <laughs> the crowd it was, was wild. I had a lot of support crazy. at that show, so that definitely helped. Uh, the energy, you know, I've played shows where uh, it was for just stranger crowd, just weirder crowds, and it really takes a toll on you. And you're mixing, you'll just start, you'll just start messing up for no reason. You'll start overthinking things, and you'll just start messing up whenever the crowd isn't feeling. You really, really feed off the crowd's uh, mm-hmm. energy, and whenever they're going hard, you go hard, and it just works out in tandem. Yeah, that's awesome. Wait, now where was this show? This one was uh, that was at uh, uh, Club Dada in Dallas. Yeah, Club oh, Dada. okay, yeah. all right, all right. I was trying to think of like, okay, what's the setting for this? Because people are going hard and being crazy, and mm. and that's that's. Crazy. Oh, it was yeah, it was. Nuts. I was DJing with my shirt off. There was a bunch of people with their shirts <laughs> off. It was, it was wild. It was a wild, sweaty show. Mm-hmm. There's so many people. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't think they do EDM shows there anymore. No, I don't <laughs> so, think they do at all. I played right before him, so it was like it was perfect. The crowd was going crazy, and then transition 
position right in the hand, and it just... It, it got it, dirty. Oh, it got so wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, I warmed him up, and then he got them taking the shirts off. That's how wild it got. Like, it was crazy. Isn't that isn't that like the sign that things are getting serious? Yeah. Yes. Like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm committing the, to this. The, shirt off. Yeah, the yeah. temperature literally went up, you know, 12 degrees after that. <laughs> uh, but to answer your question... Um, I, the biggest show that I've played, numbers-wise, either has to be... I supported uh, Cookie Monster and Funk Case at Stereo Live Dallas, and that was that was insane. I think I played an hour and 45-minute set. Mm. I don't know what happened, but I had to play a really long set. <laughs> we don't but, ask questions. But it, but it was awesome. There was a really, really good show. It was a, you, probably the biggest show that I played. But I also played at Southside Ballroom with uh, DJ Blend, and there may have been more people there. I just I don't know because the venues just are shaped differently, mm-hmm. so I couldn't I couldn't tell, and I don't know the actual numbers. Wait, there's a DJ Cookie Monster. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Cookie Monster. Cookie. Monster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He needs to play with Marshmallow and Spaghetti. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That, I, that would never happen. The food tour. Yeah, yeah. they're so dressed. No. Five course meal. No. Oh my gosh. Awesome. I'm just, I'm having so, fun with this. One thing I really was, the first time I saw you, I was taken way back to middle school because all of a sudden I start hearing Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it brought me down to my roots. What made you want to, like, start mixing that into your songs? I loved it. Uh, it just, I think I mixed it with an Eptic song. Um, it just, it, it just sounds really cool. I, I have, you know, I listen to that kind of music, mm-hmm. you know, back in the same middle school era so you know being able to incorporate that in some way shape or form uh you know it's always going to be really fun i've been trying to incorporate some more of like the more emo grungy music so you like to bring the nostalgic yeah oh absolutely i've been trying to do more of it but unfortunately you know music um quality has just gotten way better today so if i try to play some of those tracks live now it just it won't work it won't Mm -hmm. sound good so i don't know i don't know how to get over that i'm not not, i'm not the best sound engineer in the world i don't know how to get over it um but maybe we'll you know mix in something you know here in the game have you really have you been able to go to emo night yet you know what i'm talking about i haven't but i've been hearing about it i i do need to make it out it's a it's an event happens in uh downtown dallas uh, and i've been meaning to go i just haven't been yet is it literally like all emo music? Yeah, so pretty much it's a bunch of DJs. And this is all over. Like, Dallas is a good spot for it. Uh, it happens in Oklahoma City. Uh, L.A. is what started it, actually. And, uh, yeah. And uh, it's crazy. They go in and play throwbacks. Like, emo. I mean, you, I'm talking like uh, Taking Back Heights. Sunday. <laughs> Tawthorne Heights. Uh, My Chemical Romance. Original Paramore. All oh types my of gosh. stuff. I would eat it up. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's wild. You get, the, like, people get dressed up the whole, like, they're wearing, like, guy liners. And seriously. <laughs> Like, they get into it. It's wild. Middle school, I was really cool because I wore not one belt, mm. but two, and they were backwards. Yeah, but how many how many rubber uh, bracelets did you have? Though? Too freaking many. The real question. That's I would make it a point to go buy some every now yeah. and then, and then, like, find out, like, the meanings of them, too, or whatever. And you, like, loop them through each other. Oh, and yeah. Then you, like, oh, yeah. Them, yeah. I wanted to be Gerard Way when I was in middle school, so I had, like, the long black dyed hair that was straightened in the guy liner and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, I think we saw a little bit of that when you showed us the picture before uh-huh. the show tonight. I used to do like the back combing your hair to make it like stick up I always like try to be like the scene queen uh-huh. and oh, I, everything I definitely had the uh, the MySpace angles oh yeah <laughs> so, so. oh do you remember yeah. the horror trains yeah I was on stuff? a lot of horror oh, trains you know, the, you, know, whole, you know the whole nine yards uh, my, hair, my hair was even longer than it is now I think uh, longer all around it came down to my shoulders uh, yeah whole nine yards man. I feel like an, all the angst like an old person cause I'm like they don't make social media like they used to they never snap it to their social media these they days they know their Facebooks and their Instagrams I remember the MySpaces with the profile songs you you were only cool if you had, like, a lot of friends. No, one of the funny things is I've seen this Twitter post, you know, be copied and reposted, and it's like, you know what they should do with my Twitter profile? They should make it to where when people visit, it's playing your favorite song, and I'm just like, my space uh, It was done. Oh, my God. And then I remember, like, one of the cool things, too, is I felt so edgy because I, like, hid my media player or whatever, and I oh, would yeah. never <laughs> tell anybody the songs that were playing because, God forbid... If they like knew about it and made it like really popular, I'm like no, I always have to have the quirky weird music. Yeah, at that time everyone was a, a programmer. Everyone was learning HTML like just mm-hmm. to be able to spice <laughs> up their. Yeah. Little do they know if you would have kept with it, you'd be paid the big bucks right now. Being I, I know, do a lot real. of the HTML stuff for Reddit still too. Cool. I love it. Are you are you a mod for one of the? <laughs> I am of the Ardenton subreddit. It's okay, kind there's of, your plug. There's your plug. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down and check out our 
our subreddit. I don't know why I can't <laughs> talk it be, in an accent. It used to be pretty hot. It used to be pretty hot. Now I think it's like, maybe, <laughs> what, you know what my students tell me? I, I'm a teacher. Um, um, a lot of my students tell me that Reddit is for old people. Like nobody They're uses Reddit people. anymore. I don't know. And what? I'm just like, what? I am, I am young and hip. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. I have friends yeah. on the internet. That means I'm cool. Yeah, I have interwebs. That means something. <laughs> on the webs. Oh my goodness. Now that we've gone down to memory lane, Thomas, I want to ask you, what is your favorite video game? Um, so, the, see, I can't, I mean, I'm a gamer, I can't just take that question to the face and answer. Uh, so I, I saw you post about PUBG. PUBG, yeah, I've been playing a lot of PUBG lately. Uh, the Battle Royale games, PUBG and Fortnite, uh, they're really exhilarating. Uh, uh, PUBG... It's kind of hit or miss. The game isn't quite there yet. Uh, but I'm really a competitive uh, player, so I'm playing a lot of uh, Rainbow Six Siege. It's my big go-to. It's a really competitive team game. Um, it's It has a pro league, and it, you know, it's worldwide. So it's a really good game to play and watch. Uh, I think what makes a good game is how good uh, of a spectator sport it is. One of the biggest games right now in the world is League of Legends. It's a game that I kind of play here and there. Uh, but they, they just had Worlds, and they packed out a huge Olympic mm-hmm. stadium. And that's just great to see, you know. People are kind of coming to terms that... You know, video gaming can be a sport too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's sports of you know your physical body and the sports of your mind. Mm-hmm. They're actually doing degrees in that now too at certain colleges. Yeah, oh, there, yeah. there are. Uh, Overwatch just had their worlds, and they also just had their collegiate tournament. I, the last game I watched was Texas A and M. They're doing their Overwatch collegiate. Overwatch is a great game too. I just like so many different ones. Um, my boyfriend actually does. Uh, is well, I don't think he really does it much anymore, but he was like semi professional in Call of Duty. Cool. Yeah. And whenever I was back in uh, early high school, I was semi pro pro Call of Duty Four. Yeah. Uh, so that yeah, that was it's always been really a big part of my life when I was really young. I was oh, Counter Strike. Counter Strike. Yes. That's uh, I was like, yeah. CSGO? I think, yeah, CSGO, there we go. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, don't hit yeah. me. <laughs> CSGO is one that I'm playing right now, but uh, yeah. I'm just not... Those guys that play that game are insanely good, and I, I just can't put that much time into I it, but I do, I do play it. Watch him play it, and my mind is blown, because he's all like... He moves his mouth, it's like, tap, 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 squeaky, tap, 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 banana. Squeaky goose banana, a long, a mid, you know, mid doors, like, yeah, the call-outs, he's... That's why it's. I think it's really engaging. Uh, that's how you get really good at those games. You have to, you know, be able to use your brain and also use, you know, the mechanics of actually being able to like shoot someone. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I like shooters the best. Uh, but MOBA is also really good for that. MOBA is something like League mm-hmm. of Legends. I am just really terrible. I've tried to play with Matt before, and I'm just like, oh, I'm really bad. Like, <laughs> I wonder if that makes you more dexterous in terms of making music too. Well, I've, yeah. I've heard that it, it does help a lot with development whenever you are playing video games. I will always say, hey kids, you need to get outside though, because I was a kid that did both. I went outside, and then when I came inside, then I played video games. So, <clears throat> do you want fans to play games with you? Yeah, yeah, to a yeah. degree. It depends on you know where I'm at, uh, music career wise. But it, I guess it could be overwhelming. I have given some really good fans. I have given them my uh, my uh, gamer tags and stuff, and yeah, they so have cool. they have connected with. Is that me like there. a secret thing? Yeah, you just kind of like you got to earn. You got to be like one of the the, the good fans. Like I, I can't I can't just give it to anyone. Can you give it to us? Yeah. Okay, After we're good. Show. Yeah. Show. yeah that's awesome. <laughs> so, what do you think makes an EDM artist today unique? What makes somebody stand out? <clears throat> that's a million dollar question. Yeah. Uh, really, uh, that's something that is really hard to do without being really gimmicky okay uh, that's fair you see the gimmicks and you're just like is it working kind of does it also delineate you from a different fan base yeah so it's just kind of you know what part of the scale you want to fall on being gimmicky and quirky and that being what's made you who you are or having the talent to make you who you are but maybe being a little bit harder on the marketing side of things so it's kind of a scale you kind of have to weigh out and that's you know the position that any artist is in something that i'm you know tackling you know i know my marketing is good but do i want to be too good at marketing to where my music does come out uh it's kind of you know oh you're listening to this song and it's only good because it's been hyped up. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. where we're trying to, you know, find the sweet spot for. So have you ever thought about mixing in some uh, train sounds to be like Thomas the Train? <sighs> no. <laughs> no. No, no. You could call it like the caboose tour. Hey, okay. No. Uh, look, train trip. When train I get trip. to that point where uh, music is a, <laughs> a sustainable thing for me, I will do one track with your name on it yes. that has a, a train sound in it. I am really excited. I'm going to get you all the way there so I can get okay. that. You okay. can play at okay. like 
you know, Tomorrowland with the, this one's for you, Noe. I'm like, yes. What do you know? I know him. Do you know the, uh, you know, the very, very cliche hip hop uh, air horn? That mm-hmm. do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could do that with the train sound. I don't know. <gasps> do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> it's an You're idea. stepping on me, Noe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, let's backtrack and step away from this subject okay. for a second. So on Twitter, it says you're from outer space, Texas. What's it like there? <laughs> Cold. Cold? Yeah, really, yeah. really cold. Uh, very isolated, but it gives you a lot of time to think and, you know, form your plan, you know, yeah. your ideas. Oh. Hello. There's a ghost, I think, that's here with us. There is a ghost. It's, I yeah. think it's time for us to hold hands and talk to it and see uh, Oh yeah. Uh, see what's going on on the other side. <laughs> so have, you, have you guys watched... So let's just bring that up. See? Have you guys watched Stranger Things? Is yes. this like a Stranger Things movie? I haven't. I haven't. Okay, no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Dumbledore dies. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> Just kidding. I have a couple more questions, Dana, if you got any. To yeah, go ahead. In. I, have, I have one more, and then okay. I'll explain a couple of ideas. So, I want to know, what is your dream festival to play? Like, where's your, like, I guess, I made it, here I am, world experience me. Without a shirt on, probably, because apparently you take your shirt. People take yeah, their shirt yeah, off yeah, around yeah. you. <laughs> uh, my non-biased answer would be something like uh, Tomorrowland, Tomorrow World. Mm-hmm. But my biased answer would definitely be Middlelands. It's, I, I consider it one of the best festivals I've ever been to uh, because it's a Texas festival, and it was just a great experience. Uh, I'm waiting for the news to come out about uh, the next Middlelands. I really hope it comes back because... You know, my plan B is Electric Forest, but I also really want to do Middlelands because I heard it was yeah. fantastic. I think I had, I think I had fan, uh, friends that uh, they did both. And it was just a wild couple of weeks. I bet I could do both since it is going to be so close that I could probably just like take a half day at work and be like, bye. It is an endeavor, but I bet you it would be worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So what is your um, favorite food? I really, really uh, like seafood, but it's hard to narrow it down. If I was, I maybe say something like crawfish, crawfish, like Cajun-style crawfish is something that's so good to me. It's, it's been a food that I've eaten uh, all my life, and it's something that, you know, just always makes me happy, even, you know, just by eating. Because, you know, it just brings back good memories of, you know, times with family and just time growing up. Uh, I think always anything that can make you think back to your childhood is always going to give you a good, warm feeling. For most people, not everyone, uh, but, <laughs> yeah. but for most people. Uh, other than that, I really like steak. Steak is always going to be something mm-hmm. that uh, a nice cooked steak. Yeah. What do you think about steak and shrimp? Are you a big shrimp guy? Because, see, I don't like seafood at all, but I love yeah. shrimp. Yeah, yeah, steak I and shrimp. shrimp. I, uh, steak and shrimp is a great combination. I think mm-hmm. I had a plate from Papacitos uh, mm-hmm. that had this, what was Diablo shrimp, and it was super spicy, super good. Spicy food it, uh, is uh, kind of a uh, am I, I eat Tabasco and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just hungry. I haven't eaten dinner yet, so I'll think about his food. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about food. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, so how do you like to get ready to work on a song? Like, whenever you know that you're going to do some work, what do you like to settle in with, like, snack-wise? Uh, sunflower seeds? I don't know why. I, I like I like to chew sunflower seeds. Uh, right now, I really like Biggs. Uh, they're coming out with a bunch of cool flavors right now. They have a chili lime, and then their cracked black pepper is <laughs> also really good. Um... But usually I crack open a couple of beers and uh, just get to it. It's like whenever – I think everyone can relate to this. Whenever you're getting into that zone, you fully focus in and you zone in um, on the task at hand and you just kind of get the creative juices flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's probably um, my normal uh, go-to is. Have you had the Old Bay uh, flavored ones from David's? So I didn't have those. They came out with an old, like, uh, old Bay fav- flavor for Biggs. Mm. Uh, I was disappointed, man. Really? I, I was really excited for them, really hyped up for them. But they're just a little bit on the salty side. Uh, I couldn't do it. Gotcha. Mm. Uh, I am ready to talk ideas. Okay. Talk shop. Yeah. Are you ready for that? Yeah, we're ready. Fantastic. So born ready. Um, so I know you talked a little bit about like how some uh, artists make themselves kind of unique and it's kind of gimmicky. Yeah. Um, but I have an idea for you. Let's hear it. Um, I, I am convinced that every DJ wanting to really make it in the game needs to commit, um, needs to really, uh, go all out in terms of making sure that they're recognizable and able to kind of sell, sell their, their work and stuff with a certain kind of, I don't know, interesting, uh, I don't want to say gimmick, but definitely a persona. You want me to have a black grill? Persona. You want me to have a black grill? <laughs> 
World Series grails. No, um, <laughs> I know that you were talking about um, the the role that beer has come to play. Okay, all right. In your in your um, image set and in your in your image and who your identity is as a as a DJ and okay. as a musician. Um, so I really think that you need to commit and wear something on your head. Um, I think that every DJ should probably, you know, really dress up the okay. part. I know you're working on your line, but I think that um, what we should do is get you to wear a giant pint glass on your head. I'll do it for uh, the next Halloween show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that you should play more booze cruises. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. I see what you, I um, see what that boat question is. Yeah, about. I think you need to wear some beer goggles, like beer goggles that actually look like you know the goggles that have beer in the eyeglasses. Oh, you um, drew a picture. I drew okay. a picture. Um, you know, try burping during sets. I mean, it works for Rick and Morty. Okay. Um, <laughs> it works for Rick oh. and Morty. Yeah, like just the so whole you know, Rick guys, thing, know this like is burping. like a this is like a note card that has all these suggestions <laughs> right now, and she drew me. I drew you a picture. Um, my artist, okay. I, I'm not an artist. Um, I, I think you should definitely support some local sports teams. Um, okay. You know, every every sports team likes to celebrate with a nice cold beer. Um, I think you should throw some pizzas off the stage mm. because what goes better with beer than pizza? Um, I think that would be a really great way to get people involved. It's not cake. Um, I think pizza, everyone loves pizza, especially right in the face, you know? Um, especially, you know, ever since Breaking Bad, you know, throw a pizza on the roof. roof. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, and then we can also get you to maybe remix the Sports Center theme in drinking German drinking songs into your um, into your music. You can make it boost. We get like a quirky yeah. sound of like the sound of a beer opening. Like, that's oh. like. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's a. I like that idea. Yeah. Every every DJ has a tag, and I couldn't find mine yet. Yeah, there you I go. Don't, you know, most DJs tag Beer their God. name, but you know, I don't like the way my name sounds. You know, just thrown into a track. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Just that, uh, snap, that sound yeah, of that yeah, 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 yeah. Right before the drop, you like, I like open that. this beer, yeah, and we're down. I can stand by that idea. I think I think a German drinking song would be really good. So too. We, we we're talking Place about October. We we paid uh, talked about a song name earlier. I said hops, but I think Das Boot would be even cooler. There, there go. we go. Perfect. What's the persona name? Pint Man. Pint Man. Pint Man. Okay. And you can have pint nights. I mean, yeah. we have them at lose, but you can actually like play them, dude. I just think that I think this was be, this would be a really great way to, um, like people would go to your your see you perform and they'd be like, oh my gosh, that's the guy with the beer, and like have girls that come out like on the stage and oh, shoot people with like beer guns. I I'm all for that. Beer cannons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beer out cannons. of their boobs. I don't know about that. Oh. Yeah. That's a little, <laughs> that's a little, that's a little too much. That's, that's, that's a little too much sexual. I got excited. I'm sorry. That's great. I really, I really think that it could work. I think Pint Man is, okay. is the persona that you should try out. Um, Booze well, Cruises being like ideal for this. I would uh-huh. go see Pint Man. I would mm-hmm. see Pint Man. I would see Pint Man for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I want to be him? Maybe. I'm going to say no because it's going to be like a secret uh, anonymous. Like, can I hear it? Like a secret. <gasps> it's like oh. a secret persona where like they don't know who you are. So you're like Marshmallow No one's ever done it before. Yeah. No one's ever this done is completely, it. This, this is, is completely new. I've developed this just for you. This, we're we're going to do it. Okay. 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 Uh, so he's Fantastic. totally not going to do it. Um, no. Not anytime. No. Oh. Yeah, but if you ever change your mind, I will sell you this idea. <laughs> My going rate is about five dollars. However, I think I think for season two, I'm gonna up that to ten dollars. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. we'll be established oh. then. Yeah. Um, oh, well, so this is something that you do for every every artist that comes. No, up. Oh, no. no, not everyone. But I have I have since like episode four, four. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Four is when I think. Okay. I but everybody has that. a different one, unique to them. Oh, yes. absolutely, absolutely. I like, um, I like it. This is a, this is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, they got me dressed yeah. up as a cow. A cow. <laughs> oh, it's just a cow. <laughs> oh my bad. I'm, I'm a uh, DJ music. <laughs> I'm playing moose step. <laughs> moose step. I like it. Yeah, he's, uh, his face is on the side of a milk carton as a missing person. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Is yeah. that like the, the cover you for see, your title? Like your, yeah. yeah. That's oh, his, you actually have it. Okay. That's his uh, new EP. Yeah, it's cover. The Milkman Diaries Volume 1 is my EP. <laughs> oh, God. The Milkman. The, the Milkman, milkman Diaries. Mother. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we, have, we have lots that have been we've done on the show, but this is... Yeah. This is um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah more cowbell. More yeah. cowbell mm-hmm. always. The yeah. only cure is more cowbell. Yeah. I got so. a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> cowbell sound. Great, I love it. 
Well, I think that this one would be great for you um, since, since you know, your totem as an artist seems to be beer. Um, it's yeah. not a bottle, but I think, you know, hey. Pint Man is, is a good place no, to start. Pints, pints work. Awesome. So what is your beer of choice? Ooh, what depends. are you going to fill that pint glass up with? That depends on the season. Right now, mm. I'm really liking It's getting colder. I really like stouts. Uh, a stout that everyone can usually find is uh, probably Temptress Milk Stout. That's the best uh, one. And if you can find the uh, particular type of it, uh, the Raspberry Temptress that has been out is really good. What do you think of the holiday packs? Have you found any that you like from anyone? Oh, yes. I just saw, I went to Total Wine a couple weeks ago, a week ago. Uh, holiday Cheers, Shiner Holiday Cheers out, and it's, mm, it's Christmas in a bottle. It definitely it, is. It's Christmas in a bottle, 100%. Um, I recommend it to anyone looking for that up. Uh, Holiday cheer. Have you had, speaking of stouts, have you had like Old Rasputin? I haven't had that one. Uh, what, is, what is it again? Old Rasputin. Gonna have to write that one down. For one me. of my I, favorites. I'll, I'll I love beer. What do you drink during the summer? Because I'm a real, like, I love lime in my beer. Mm-hmm. I love lime in my mm-hmm. beer. What do you drink during the summer when so, it's really you know, lime? So every, everyone, you know, right now, just so you guys know, we're just not a plug. We're drinking Dos Equis. This is not sponsored. <laughs> at, uh, but, uh, but low key, if you want to sponsor us, Dos Equis. Yeah, come on, wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, everyone likes uh, lime in their Dos Equis. I, I don't know. I think it just kind of takes away from the flavor. Not that it mm-hmm. doesn't. You know, some would say it's a flavor enhancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, no, I don't quite do lime in my beer. Uh, in the summertime, I've been liking, uh, it's a Rar and Stone. That's a local brew. Rar and Stone's Texas Ooh, Red. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. reds, uh, it's really good. Really, really I always good. sip right. on the all-day IPAs during the summer. Oh, yeah? Because you can drink it all day. <laughs> so right also not sponsor- sponsored by uh, Founders, but... Low-key Also, sponsors. we're talking yeah. about beer right now. This is a, a moment to say drink responsibly. Uh, yeah. Don't yes. abuse this. Just, you know, they're really good tasting. If you drive, don't drink. If you drink, don't drive. My high school teacher used to tell us that every Friday. Yeah. Get reckless, not stupid. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> there you go. Yeah. Oh, there's a catchphrase now. I like it. So, um, you like games, mm-hmm. I've heard. Um, so, I have a game that I have developed for you today. Okay. Well, for everyone. Okay. Uh, it's, I'm just, don't have a clever name for it. I'm just going to call it Gamer. Basically, all I'm going to do is uh, <laughs> the give you. Game. Huh? The Gamer Game? The Gamer Game. The Gamer Game Game. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> basically, I'm going to give you an artist's name, and you have to tell me what kind of video game they would be. So, oh, okay. example. A video game they would be like with their name. So, like, hey, let me give you an example real quick to help you out. Oh, so, okay. Dead Mouse could be like an old school arcade game where you have to shoot the mouse as they go across, like you're exterminating them, mm-hmm. like, and it's just mm-hmm. you know kind of an idea with that. You can also play off of their persona or you know okay, their yeah, game well, in general. Let's, let's see what happens. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so let's go with uh, Armin van Buren. Mm. Mm. Uh. I'll, Ryan, you gotta take this one. I, I, all right, I think Armin Van Buren. All right, I think it's gonna be like kind of like a mob game, you know, kind of like Ninja Gaiden. Okay, okay. you gotta like fight your way up, and then Armin Van Buren is like this mob boss that you gotta like take down at the end because he like killed your dad because his dad didn't pay up or something. <laughs> so yeah. he's Bowser. Pretty like much, it. yeah. I like it. I would say I don't know, maybe like make it abstract to where there's just like the character, the main character, just just an arm. You know, from the elbow up, he drives a, a white van <laughs> and he runs over like beers. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. I, don't know. I like it. That's cute. I think um, immediately of like the secretary that uh, secretary. I don't know what was he financial secretary like early in the eighteen hundreds. Van Buren, like the president. And then he was also like the treasurer for a while. Anyways, I think it should be like an old school dueling game. Like you're, oh. like you're, like have a dueling pistol and you have to like walk. I challenge you to a duel. Turn around and like shoot somebody. <laughs> I, you have to like know. count three paces. Yeah, and then turn around and yeah. shoot. Yes. You can't do it too fast, and you're disqualified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you absolutely. Do it faster yeah. Than there are rules, but okay. if you're dead, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's it. I think that <laughs> See, for some reason, in my mind, I pictured a fashion game. <laughs> I guess like Armani, yeah. uh, Armin. No, so I'm like, okay, it's like a dress up game. We can dress up. Armin Van Buren. I don't know. <laughs> That's a nice name. I would buy some clothes from a brand name yeah. Armin Van Buren. It sounds Gucci. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've been using that a lot lately. I know. Blame Matt. That's Gucci. That's Gucci. I'm like, so, what? No. What? Yeah. What would Thomas Black be if he was a game? Oh, wow. Um... <laughs> Thomas I should have Black. saved the hardest one. Thomas Black is a superhero, all right. Okay. Kind of like think Ninja Turtle style, like not like not like a mutant or anything like that. I'm not talking like that, but I'm talking like Thomas, like 
I don't know, just kind of like grungy, like New York type, just like the dirty street, like taking care of business type thing. Oh, okay. That's what I'm thinking. Nice. Okay, maybe maybe um, I have, I wear some sort, I'm like a ninja, okay? Picture this, I'm a ninja, and you've seen my logo before, it's kind of like a, a radial cross, and kind of use that as my main weapon as a ninja star, and I kind of oh. take out adversaries of uh, marshmallow-headed <laughs> uh, monsters or something. <laughs> Hmm. That is hilarious. Where do you get that idea? <laughs> I definitely think it would be like a Black Ops mm-hmm. shooter kind of okay. game. Yeah, yeah. That's like how Thomas Black, special agent. Like, That's kind of what I was thinking. Except for you're not on a team; you're just a one man show. Ooh, like you have to you knock go. out everybody by yourself. So yeah. I kind of, for some reason, whenever I think of that, like Thomas Black as a game, I think of a game that I played on GameCube a long time ago called Thirteen, mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. kind of like. I guess like comic book looking, and then you like go around, and it's very yeah. blocky or not blocky, but like you, I don't know how to describe it, but like it's in Roman numerals thirteen, okay. yeah. and that's kind of how I picture it. I'll just show you all later yeah. uh, afterwards, but it's one of my favorite like first person shooters. But yeah. like it kind of reminds me of like Goldeneye okay. a little bit. Yeah. I don't know, but that's that's kind of how. Mm-hmm. So who's the, is, am I the main character? Or you someone? are, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And you got to be all stealthy. Do I have and guns, sneaky. or I got like. Bludgeon weapons, like um, so. I guess like you have like different kinds of weapons that you can go select from. That's kind of how I think of it. I wish I could like if I was gonna put myself in a video game, I want like some sort of like magical spell powers, like wizard, like shock people, maybe just like move molecules really fast so I can make things really hot or really cold or like. Mm, So you'd be like an elementalist almost. That'd be cool. I think that'd be cool, and I'd like to have uh, also just throw this in, kind of like a second of power, like have like telepathic abilities, like. Just move stuff like mm-hmm. he wants Absolutely. to make beer appear out of nowhere. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> like here's a beer. What oh. you need to regain some health? Chug a beer. Oh. <laughs> this is a good idea in a, in PUBG. Uh, it's like you gain health by drinking Red Bulls, mm. and so just like that would be a great uh, you know substitute. We're gonna have to make you into a video game. Yeah, Thomas really. Black Beer. So I told you about all the different art it's avenues. Art avenues like you know I don't want to go into. I think video game making uh, might have to be one of them. Yeah, absolutely. And then design one after you. All right, so our next one is going to be Excision. If Excision was a game. Excision is totally a doctor cutting into people. Kind of like that one where it's like the bad doctor and you're sitting there like cutting and throwing pieces everywhere. That's exactly what I thought of too. Really? Excision, I think this this is the easiest one you give me. It's definitely... 1,000% 1,000% a huge dinosaur just going <laughs> around and just tearing everything up. And, yep. the, you know, the harder you tear things up and the more mess you make, uh, the more points you get. Ooh. Uh, just, you know, as a dinosaur, who would not want to, like, you know, have, like, a virtual reality Dallas-Fort Worth area and just be a big dinosaur just tearing through stuff? I would so say Godzilla meets um, Grand Theft Auto 4? Yeah. Ooh. Or Rampage, the old... Rampage. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there Rampage. you go. So if that was the game... And you got to tear up any place in the DFW. Just tear the building down. You guys have a place in mind. <laughs> Ex-boyfriend, girlfriend's house, or uh, DMV. I was out there today. Apparently someone tweeted me today and said, I saw Thomas Black or O. Thomas, my handle, at the DMV. And I was just like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> no, it's stalkers now. I, I would totally stuff. take down uh, Reunion Tower, the big ball. Yeah. And sit there just fun. swinging oh, that swing into buildings. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, what about like, yeah. a ball? You like yeah. hit it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be That's awesome. That'd be fun. What's your thought for Excision? I would think Excision would be like a Tetris style puzzle game. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. Like, except for like with weird funky shapes. I like Excision. It. Yeah. Like stars <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. See, I think of Excision and like, I thought of, you know, the surgeon too, yeah. but ultimately when I listen to Excision, I feel like I am in space mm-hmm. fighting boss battles. So basically, I have like this little spaceship, and I'm just shooting out lasers and. Playing Gattaca. Yeah. Or uh, what is that? Galactica. Galaga. Galaga. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Gattaca's a movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's one of um. That's what I think of. Um. So the next one, I got two more for you guys. If you guys are up for it. Let's go. Um. What about Borgor? One thousand percent. The game is going to be very lewd. There's gonna be a lot of booties, like just yeah. throughout whatever kind of map it is, just just butts everywhere. Just it there. might be like a like a Mario platformer, but the platforms are butts, and you can, 
You can use different types of butts, butts to get like more bounces on your drums. I, I think it's got to be something like that. You bounce off the butt cheek. It's like boing. From butt cheek to butt cheek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I See, like it. Borgor is just a really pimped out version of uh, GTA. Like oh. when I say pimped out, I mean you literally pimping out. Like. <laughs> so would you put it like a Saints Row type of game? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, a lot like Saints Row. Fucking love that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Borgor is definitely um, gonna be World of Warcraft with dead unicorns. Oh, <laughs> running around unicorn zombie apocalypse. <gasps> what? Yes. That game. Uh, yeah, I think that's what that should definitely be. It's definitely like got ogres and stuff mm-hmm. in it. Um, it's it's world it's World of Warcraft. I would like to mi- picture like Playboy house. Meets horror movie because gore, bore. Oh, okay. So it's like you have all these crazy like zombie strippers everywhere or something like that, and then you gotta like shoot them. Oh, you gotta shoot them. Okay, yeah, because they're trying to like you know eat your brain and stuff. You're thinking of like rated M for mature Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, Borgo is crazy. When I, I played a show, uh, I opened for him in Houston, right? It's a lot of Houston, and uh, he came out after his set. I mean, this dude was gone. He was like, "Where's all my Borgo's at, <laughs> dude?" It was so awesome. <laughs> I think he's. I don't know. I know it's his like persona. I think that's just kind of funny. Like, I think once you learn to accept, yeah. His uh, griminess, I guess. Oh, that's uh, what makes him him. It does. It's awesome. It's and awesome. I, I like him. He's, he makes fun music. Okay, what's the next one? The uh, last one is Kill the Noise. That one seems like it could be extremely obvious of what it could be, but let's think outside the box. Mm. Besides actually killing noise. Oh, okay. I can't actually <laughs> kill the noise? No. I, I But I have an idea. You though. can, but... Okay, I think that this game is... Um, you play as Captain Hook, and there's, like, clocks hidden all over the level, <laughs> and you have to hit all of them with, like, your hook, uh-huh. because they're all ticking, and he doesn't like anything that ticks, and, like, the boss at the end of the level is the ticking crocodile. I think, this, noise. I think this one's, like, an escape the room type thing. Oh. Like, you have to, like, find, like, different, like, puzzle pieces to get out, because the you have a noise going on, right? Because you said kill whatever. It's, uh, like, a noise going on. Your health is, like, slowly deteriorating, and you gotta go find out how to, like, stop that noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or kill the noise, if you will. Uh, they're yeah. playing uh, "Wannabe" by the Spice Girls over and over as like oh, uh, God, yeah. sound warfare. What yeah. is it? What is it called? Auditory warfare. Yeah, like it gets into your brain. Yeah, where they play like Metallica and stuff for people. Yeah, yeah. for like thirteen hours. Yeah, they don't let people sleep. Um, I'm thinking of like a really abstract indie game where you literally the screen doesn't work. Um, for your game, like <laughs> this whole screen's black, and you can hear little monsters, you know, running around. We have to have like a headset on. You actually have to shoot the monsters, but you have to only use, you know, that's awesome headphones to actually like find where the monster is, but only using your your hearing. That's I really cool. like that. And like whenever you shoot, you know, your gun, what can help you is when it hits like a wall or something, you get you know sound cues from you know where it's mm-hmm. hitting. You can get like a little reverberation effect, like yeah, kind of like an echo, yeah, like, like echolocation. Yeah. So you gotta have some good ass headphones to play this yeah. game. Yeah, someone needs to make that game because that's a viral game waiting to happen. <laughs> make so it like cool. a VR thing too, or it's like Ooh, full yeah. body. Just immerse like, yourself. Yeah. Call it Daredevil. It's called Killer Noise. <laughs> Daredevil. Because oh <laughs> Daredevil's oh, blind. Yeah, like that's how you'd have to fight. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. He sees the noise somehow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's all I had on on that front. Um, so now we'll scooch on over to the festival forecast. Sound effects. Yeah. Enter all the thunder noises Ryan's here. supposed to make us our intro for the festival forecast. It's and coming it. season two. Yeah. <sighs> if it's not, we're going to beat him with sticks. Oh, God. No. But anyways, smite him with thunder. <laughs> okay. Thunder. <Festival> forecast. <laughs> um, do you have any shows coming up? To Mr. Thomas Black? Uh, nothing is uh, set in stone confirmed right now on the horizon. Nothing is set in stone. And if you do, we'll have something that we'll share on our page and stuff cool. as well. Um, November 25th, we have Galantis in Dallas at the Bomb Factory. Um, December 2nd is the Shell Tour, which I'm so excited for. Um, Snails, Bro Safari, uh, Boogie T, Squanto is going to be at the um, Southside Ballroom in Dallas. 
Um, December 8th, we have two show, Bleep Bloop in Dallas at the Nines. And Ryan, show, would you like to talk about it? Yeah, I'm playing up in Oklahoma City with uh, Little Human, DJ Ether, Travis Traps, and Darren Sparks up at Sauced on Peso. It's a free show, 21 up. It's going to be house music all night long. It's going to be awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Good house music or bad house music? Uh, well, uh, the, me house. and Little Human are headlining. So um, up until about 1 o'clock, it's going to be like great house music. <laughs> and then it's going to go drastically down to bad house. <laughs> but Little Human's coming on, so it's going to be like moderate house because he's going to pick me up. So. Oh, okay. It offsets. Yeah. Okay, you're going to make him look extra good by being really terrible. Right I do that to everyone that I'm going to line up with. So it's, you know, it works out. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's good. Um, December 29th and the 30th is Lights All Night. We got Bass Nectar, Porter Robinson, Marshmallow, um, I get to see Carlisle. Dana is extremely excited about Marshmallow. We'll see if we can get you to like go try on his bucket or something. Seven Lions is on there. I might wear my own bucket. Seven Lions and Alinea. I think that's about it. Is headliners. There's a bunch of people on there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the main, main peeps. Um, that's going to be at Dallas Market Hall. Use promo code C-A-S-S-FRESH because I didn't get to choose my promo code this time. Fresh. I feel like I'm like a window cleaner. There's definitely got to be a sound effect right now. Like somebody brushing their teeth. No windows. No window. Oh, yeah, like a little squeaky sound. So shiny. Those little those little crows that are like, oh, I flew into the window again because they cleaned it with gas fresh. Yeah, just right there. <laughs> just hitting. <laughs> oh my goodness. We won't be hurting any birds sorry, on the Albatross. show. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Albatross will be flying into the window. Um, but that's all I have on my Festicast Festival forecast. Woohoo! Also, this is our final episode of season one. So thanks so much for listening we to us all. We did season. it! Yeah. And we are so excited to reboot and see you guys in the new year. 2018 is going to bring season two of Festicast only available through XVivo. We'll kick it up with another show. So stay tuned. Watch our social medias for all the info. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. <laughs>